to Crossroads Church Ministries Sunday service. Here we are. We are in the second Sunday of Advent, and we are preparing our hearts for the goodness of God, for the gentleness of God, and how grateful we are that you have uh, decided to come spend some time with us. Maybe you're here with us live this morning, or maybe you're watching at any time uh, on Sunday or during the week. Whichever time you've been able to set aside time to be with us and time to worship God and time to hear God's word, we're so grateful that you have carved out some of your day to do that. We wanted to let you know uh, about a couple of things. Um, first of all, um, we want to invite you right now to go get your communion supplies, whatever you have in your kitchen, whether it's bread and, and juice or maybe it's crackers and Gatorade, whatever it is that works for your family, um, so that we can celebrate the communion meal together in a little bit. Uh, go ahead and get that ready for everybody that's there watching with you. And then we want to invite you guys, um, our friends, uh, the Marxes, uh, Lindsay and Samuel, they're looking to see if we can put together a virtual children's choir. So if your kids are interested in that, if they're elementary through middle school, um, maybe what you can do is send us an email at crossroads at ccmonline.org, or you can even text us uh, at the prayer line. And that that, that uh, number for, for texting both prayers that you have today uh, and also to let us know that your child might be interested in being in the virtual choir is 269-247-7717 again crossroads at ccmonline.org or 269-247-7717 and again you know if any prayers that you have today during the service you send it there uh, and then if you're on facebook you can write it right there and kathleen and i are going to be watching we're going to be uh, double teaming as uh, the online pastors today. So we want to pray with you uh, as we go along. So uh, make sure you do that and sign up your kids if they're interested in the virtual choir. So as we go on, our friend Taneka is here and she's going to light our Advent candles for us. Uh, our first one, which was lit last week, uh, symbolizes hope. It's sometimes called the prophecy candle. In remembrance of the prophets, especially Isaiah, who foretold the birth of Christ, it represents the expectations felt in anticipation of the coming Messiah. And the second candle that we're lighting today represents faith. It is called the Bethlehem candle as a reminder of Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem. So we light those in expectation, in hope, in preparation, knowing that our God is good and wonderful and gentle. And we serve and thank our God this day as we prepare our hearts. He has come to bring light into the darkness. He has come
Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> well, we're going to do the call to worship today, and it's from Isaiah 40. And it reads, Comfort or comfort my people, saith the Lord. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her turn, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all the people shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See the Lord has come with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lamb in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive that mourns in lonely exile until the Son of God appears. Rejoice! Rejoice! God for the internet. Let us posture ourselves as we prepare for communion, which the reading of the scripture will be from Mark 1 this morning. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Jesus, prepare me for the good news of your arrival. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare the way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, 
make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. John proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you in water, but he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. On the night the Son of Man, Jesus, was betrayed, Jesus took the bread. And after blessing it, he broke it. And he gave it and said, take this, my body, eat, do this in remembrance of him. Then Jesus took a cup and after giving thanks, He gave it and said, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Drink. Do this in remembrance of him. to your 
was Jesus that said, Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Uh, Just this week, I was talking to a business person uh, who's weary, really weary. Um, Her business has struggled the last several months, and she was telling me almost in tears that uh, probably a little bit after Christmas, if things don't change, she's going to be closing up shop. She's really saddened with the weight of laying people off. There's a lot of people weary. And uh, obviously, Claire and I prayed with her, have been praying for her, and praying for all businesses and all people that are weak and weary, as we know you're praying as well. Some of you are feeling weak and weary, but know today that Jesus can comfort us as we come unto him. One of the ways that Jesus brings comfort is by the church being the church, that we rise up and in these times of struggle and difficulty, that the church uh, has its opportunity to be its finest, honestly, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus, to be most generous, and to stand in the gap, because we really were the body of Christ, right? So we manifest, we flesh out what God's desire is in so many ways on the earth. And right now, it's to certainly help and encourage people. Pastor Carlo this week uh, from Haiti showed me some pictures of the kids in one of the schools in Mayer building a wall around the school, uh, a wall of protection because things have gotten a little bit more intense in Haiti. Uh, But we celebrated the fact that those kids are so excited about helping out. So the question for us is how can we help out? What can we do as we receive an offering today as we pray, and you guys have been so heroic uh, the last, really, the whole history of Crossroads. But I want to ask everybody um, to let's pay attention to our neighbor more now than ever. There's some special ways that we can give. We can give, obviously, into our regular offering this week. There's a few different ways you can do that. You can do it online, go right to the website. There's a portal for giving, and you can give there. Uh, You can text your giving. Just text 84321, and if you text that number, there'll be a bunch of prompts. If you haven't done it that way before, it'll just kind of lead you through that. Or you can just mail a check uh, to the church here, um, and the address is on the website as well, and just send a check. Um, But in addition to that, around Christmas, we like to do some extra things, and this year, Uh, We're doing, as we have done really almost through the whole history of the church, uh, giving extra money to Haiti uh, for the schools and for the children and for the teachers. So you can do that. Uh, If you um, just go through those prompts, just put a note, Haiti or Haiti Christmas, and we'll get that. All of that money will go to help out the, uh, the family of God in Haiti that we're partnered with. Um, and we'll hold up their arms that way. Also, next week, not next, not tomorrow Monday, but next Monday is our Christmas food pantry uh, distribution. You can give to that. There's a couple of things that Leanne and her team are asking for. You can send diapers. Uh, you can send in some uh, toilet paper. That would be greatly, uh, obviously, greatly needed. And... Um, if you, you can do that during business hours, uh, Tuesday through Friday, if you want to just drop that stuff off at the church, um, 10, let's just say 10 o'clock through 3 o'clock, or you can just give uh, cash to help out with the pantry distribution. And then we also want to talk about the opportunities we've partnered with um, one of our families here in the church that has helped out with survivors of trafficking and uh, survivors of life, difficult life situations. So you can see all of that information on our Facebook page, and we'll be giving some more information this week regarding that. And lastly, I want to mention just folks around Crossroads that are struggling. We've got families that are going through a hard time. We've already had some of you approach us and say, what can I do to help out? So you can just say on there, just put Christmas compassion somehow, note it that way, and we'll make sure that that money will go to helping out families in need, not only in Crossroads, but anyone in the community that we can connect with. So let's pray. Father, we're so grateful for just your generosity to us. And we know that your desire this season is to bring comfort. And we pray that you'd help us be your hands and feet. We pray for a spirit of generosity. We pray that we would all be overwhelmed with the outpouring, 
that in the midst of the difficulty of this season in the world, let the church have its finest hour, we pray. We pray for an outpouring. We pray that we would respond like the early church did for widows and the homeless, for those in deep need and those in difficulty. God, we pray that we would, uh, we would be generous with those we're partnering with and that there would be an avalanche of giving and generosity and your name would be made great through us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys.
<laughs> non-con. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so the Shaq to my Kobe, Batman to my Robin, Spartan non Guess what? They, you're not on. But it's a good thing you have such Off a with my head. Off with my head. <laughs> all right. So um, welcome to Crossroads and all that good stuff. So we're going to hear to let you know what's happening here at Crossroads. All right. Um, so this Saturday, this Saturday, we are having a men's breakfast here at Crossroads. Um, so that will be the date is December 12th from 8 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Um, so if you would like to be in the presence of strong, God-fearing men and just here, just come here next Saturday from 8 o'clock to 9.30 p.m. And the cost is, my favorite word, free. So don't got to worry about paying none of that. So it's and, free. And I hear the breakfast is going to be awesome from one of our, one of our, our hunters that are in our midst is making a special, uh, a special breakfast with, made with care. And um, th we do need registration. So if you um, are going to be coming, please register for that. And I will share the link. As soon as I get back to my chair, I'll share that. But registration is required for the breakfast. And also want to tell you, uh, we, we have coming up, something we do annually around here is surviving the holidays. And surviving the holidays is for those that might be grieving. Um, and gosh, I mean, it's, it's grieving uh, the loss of a loved one. And God never intended for us to grieve alone. And so Sean and I, after we lost our son, we started doing this uh, program for the holidays, how to enter into the holidays with a, with a broken heart. And um, the, the class will help us to find ways to enter in in ways that are going to bring us life and bring us health and healing and comfort. And um, this year, we are going to do it virtually because of, um, just because of COVID. But I'm really excited about doing it virtually because I think it's even a greater opportunity for people to say yes. Because I know when I was in the thick of my grief, it was really hard to get out the door. And so I'm hopeful that if you are grieving the loss of somebody that you love, that you will um, say yes to this, to this class. It's just a two-hour, it's more like a seminar, two hours on Saturday, December the 19th. And registration for this is also required uh, so that I can send you the Zoom link. And um, it's, it's an opportunity for you to be with others in a way that will be uh, helpful to help you in your grieving process. So I hope that you'll um, consider signing up. If you ever have any questions or want to talk to somebody first before you sign up, I'm always available to do that too. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Um, also, um, during Advent, um, my dad used to always say it's better to give to receive. Um, he was a boxer, so that's probably why he said that. But <laughs> it is always better to give to receive. But we can, you can also receive. It's also a great thing to receive. And so Crossroads have the gift for you. So every day, every single day, um, you can unwrap a gift of, by tuning into our Advent vlog. So our Advent video blog on Facebook. And that's a gift um, and a present for you because that's spiritual healing. Um, and that is our next step news. Yes. And don't forget to, to like us on Facebook because you'll get all of that information and, and way more. Um, if you like us on Facebook and follow us, and you'll have lots of gifts this Advent season. Oh, yeah. So thanks for joining us. Good morning, Sierra kids. I'm so excited to be back with you today and talk more about the gifts of Jesus this Advent now, these are exciting gifts because we get to open them now and we don't have to wait till Christmas morning. Isn't that exciting? Well, today is the second week of Advent. And on our Advent calendar, which is behind me, we're going to turn over the card today for December 6th and discover the gift Jesus has for us today. And the gift is gentleness. Jesus is gentle, and he gives us the gift of gentleness. So let's think a little bit about what is gentleness. When I think of gentleness, I think of moving slowly, being soft, kind, and really loving. Maybe think about how you would hold a little baby or a baby animal. You would be very gentle with them, right? Be very soft and 
not too loud and not too rough because you might startle them or, or make them cry. But when we hold them gently, little babies feel very loved and cared for. And that is what Jesus does for us. He holds us very gently and he's not too rough and he's not too harsh. He is, holds us with his gentle love. So let's think a little bit about where would we see the gift of Jesus's gentleness in our life right now. So I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and we're going to think together. Okay, you ready? Okay, close your eyes. Let's think about where have you seen someone be very gentle to you and give you the gift of Jesus's gentleness? Maybe it was a parent, a teacher, or a grandparent, or a friend. And how are they gentle to you? Maybe they held your hand when you were scared, or maybe they helped put on your shoes or your coat very gently when they were stuck. Maybe you dropped something and they very gently said, that's okay, I'll help you pick that up. And you can open your eyes. That was the gift of Jesus' gentleness through that person. Isn't that beautiful? Now we have a very special Bible verse to help us remember about Jesus' gentleness. Now I need a paper mountain to help me tell this verse. So this is now my paper mountain. So use your imagination. The mountain is the top part and the valleys are down here. Okay? This is from Isaiah 40, verses 4 through 5. Every valley will be made lifted up and every mountain and hill made low and the rough ground level. Then the glory of God will be seen. So Jesus made that mountain, a big thing that you were facing lower, and that rough ground or scary situation you were facing go more smoothly because of the gift of his gentleness through another person. Isn't that just awesome? So let's thank Jesus for his gift of gentleness. And let's think about how we can share that gift of gentleness with someone else today. What's up, guys? It's Miss Donahue and Miss Moko. And uh, just thinking about the scripture this week and the different things we had learned from Miss Stacy, we came up with a craft for you guys about um, just kind of reflecting and thinking about people that have been gentle to us in our life and have. Just cared the, for us. Yeah, cared for us. So, you want to run through with them? What are the yeah. Things they do? Let's do a little step one action here. So, super easy. Find some markers or colored pencils or crayons, and you can find a piece of paper and trace your hand just like we have done. It's oh, yeah. going to look like that. And then, um, we just took some time to think of some things. So, we thought of our moms and how they are someone in our life that have treated us with gentleness. So I have my mom and I in the middle here, and she's hugging me, and she's very gentle when she's hugging me. And sometimes when I get hurt, my mom is gentle and cares for me. And my mom cares for me in other ways by cooking me some yummy meals. Oh, yeah. Um, mine, I talked about how I also talked about meals because my mama makes some real good food, and that makes me feel comforted, especially when I go home and get to see her. My Also, my mom had sung me a lot of songs growing up and read me some awesome stories and those were things that comforted me when I was worried or nervous um, and just things like that. There's a bunch of other things we put on here but yeah that's all you have to do. You just need a piece of paper and either a pen or something to write with. Trace your hand, draw your pictures and then you can cut it out if you want or after this like Miss Moko can decorate the top or the bottom of it and you can either hang it up or you could give it to that person that takes care of you. Oh, awesome. Have fun, you guys. Bye. Bye. You ready, Ash? You ready?
Good job, Asher, right? Now, this is what it's like to grow up in a musician's house. This is, the, this is the kind of child torture that happens in the houses of all musicians, right? You just get them going from the very beginning. And how, how many saw that Asher was on beat a few times in there? It was like, okay, he's got the music in him. And, um, you know, we realize that, that Asher's been here now for about six months, I think. And, um, but he was in uh, the tummy of his beautiful mom, Skylar, for nine months before that. And if you remember, um, in the beginning of COVID, she actually sang for us in March um, with Asher, right, sang for us. And, and I just want to say, friends, um, there is no time like the present to bring the good news, there is no time like the present to preach the gospel of this kingdom. There is no time like the present to remember the purity of moments like that because when it gets really crazy around this world, just turn on three minutes of hope. Turn on three minutes of a child learning a song about Christ that gives us hope for the generations to come. You know, turn out a few minutes and see Lexi. Lexi, are you a junior this year or a senior? You're a junior. And, you know, so you're the masked junior on our, on our platform. And when I look at you, I have hope. You know, I have hope. And I think about the fact that from, the, you know, from all of our perspectives, we have had to find a way to come to Christ in these last months, all of us. And how many have come tripping? Any trippers in the room, right? Um, how many of you have come sobbing? Yeah. How many of you have come yelling? It's, it's true. Read the Psalms. You have permission. There is this real uh, moment in our faith um, that is so prophetic. See, because Advent is about waiting for Christ, it's about the arrival of Christ. It's about the presence of Christ. It's about getting to know how to be with Christ here. And these scriptures that we've read this morning, even looking at, um, you know, Isaiah, Mark, and John the baptizer, we have to realize these guys were living through pandemic kind of times. They were not living through, you know, the most prosperous times for their nation. This is the beginning of the wonderful news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. It starts with Isaiah the prophet who wrote, listen, everybody say listen. Tell somebody you're sitting with, listen, right? I am sending my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare the way. He is a thunderous voice of one who shouts in the wilderness. Did you notice the difference between Stacy's voice and McKenna's voice? You know, there are, there are both thunderous and gentle voices to bring the good news to us. We need them all. I think about this thunderous voice of one who shouts in the wilderness, prepare your hearts for the coming of the Lord Yahweh. Now, everybody who's learned this breath prayer knows that this is about breathing. It's not about a word, Yahweh. The Hebrew people knew that God was their breath from their first breath to their last breath, and they breathe Yahweh. And we are preparing our hearts for the coming of our Lord, our breath. And clear a straight path inside your hearts for him. I don't know about you, but I've had some crooked paths in my heart at different times in my life. And maybe even on a couple of days during COVID, it got a little crooked. And I needed to prepare the way. John the baptizer was the messenger who appeared in an uninhabited region. Can y'all say uninhabited? Yeah. So you in your house with just your pod, think about John for a minute, out in the wilderness, eating locusts. Yum, yum. Preaching a baptism of repentance for the, the complete 
cancellation of sins. Can you shout about that and say complete cancellation? Like you don't have one sin left that God can't cancel. And so when you come today, just go ahead and say, oh God, will you cancel my sins? They came from all over southern Israel, including nearly all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And John wore a rough garment made of camel hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate the locusts and honey in the wilderness. And this is the message he kept preaching. Say it with me, everybody. There is a man coming after me who is greater and a lot more powerful than I am, and I'm not even worthy to bend down and untie the strap of his sandals. I've baptized you into water, but he will baptize you into the spirit of holiness. And what I hear Isaiah and John telling us to do is to repent, to prepare, and to comfort others and be carried. And I'll tell you a little more about that. Because John the baptizer was the messenger who appeared in an uninhabited region preaching, right? And he was actually teaching us to repent, Now, there's a lot of people that don't like that word. You know, like that's old-fashioned word. Why are we talking about repent? Why are we talking about sin? Well, just take a view of the last week of your life, and you'll know why. The ways that you have not done what God has created you to do or the ways you have done the things you were never created to do, right? This is why we need to repent. Isaiah and John are both telling us to repent. And I would like to resurrect that word. I would like to resurrect it for people to know that repentance is a gift. That it's actually, when you get your sins canceled, there isn't anything better than that. And I am grateful. Isaiah and John teach us to prepare. We hear this thunderous voice crying in the wilderness, prepare a way, right? This comes from Isaiah now. Make a highway straight through the desert for our God. Every valley will be raised up, every mountain brought low, and the rugged terrain will become level and ground, uh, the ground and the rough places plain. And you might be thinking, okay, how am I going to prepare for anybody? I can't even go around anybody, Right? How am I preparing for that? And, and the roads, you know, like where am I driving to? Uh, where, where am I going? Well, I'll tell you what. There's something called the superhighway that I think God is calling this generation to bring a revival to the superhighway. When I think about Isaiah and what Isaiah said right here, Isaiah was talking during this time, and I promise you, my friends, He lived in a time where he was with the dispossessed, the homeless, the landless, the unprotected, the widow, the orphan, the resourceless victims. He was he was with the creators of discriminatory laws, mercenary judges, greedy land grabbers. That didn't start just in 2020, friends. The rich and thieving men and women, irresponsible, crooked leaders in politics, in politics and faith. This is when Isaiah lived. This is when John lived. John lived during the Roman Empire. 2020 is a revisitation to these days where the prophets said, prepare a way and prepare a highway for our God. And I, I just got so excited this morning about 4.30 thinking about the superhighway for God. Because what we've seen in these days is people use the superhighway for all kinds of gross stuff, all kinds of division all kinds of inequity, all kinds of uh, demonizing and, and speaking against the, you know, the corruptible leaders, the irresponsible uh, judges, all, all, okay. So my thinking is, so how do we make those rough places plain? Because that's where it's happening. And I'm going to say something that might challenge and disturb you a little bit. Don't worry, I challenged Scott yesterday and disturbed him too. But I really believe that when we as Christians say we're not going to get online, we're leaving that land for another voice. And that is the voice right now, friends. That is the superhighway. You're not going and sitting at the table and preaching to your friends right now. You can't. And so I say, what does God want? What is God saying you can do when you can't do that? And what if we actually preach the kind of gospel 
that our dear Isaiah preached, right? Which was comfort, comfort my people with gentle, compassionate words. Comfort, comfort my people. Like, don't get on and start preaching at people and throwing scriptures and telling them they're idiots. And if they believe that, they don't belong to God. And how could these people actually be Christians? No, God is calling for us to comfort, comfort people. Bring them tidings of comfort and joy. For unto you is born this season in the city of David, Christ the Lord. And when I think about those kind of comforting words, speaking tenderly from the heart to revive, how are we going to get a revival if you can't go in anybody's house? Oh, there, you're in everybody's house. You have ways to get in everybody's house. So I'm just saying, you take that up with Jesus, ask Jesus about it. Is there a way that I could bring good news, tidings of comfort and joy to revive the hearts of people and proclaim their warfare is over? There are so many people in warfare right now, friends. There are people who are freaking out. They are afraid. They don't know what to do. They don't know where God is. And you have tidings of comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. And I I think, my Lord in heaven, I'm born for this time. I didn't have to do it like Isaiah, where Isaiah and his wife, who's nameless, she's called Isaiah's wife, but she too was a prophet. Did you know that? She too was a prophet, but a lot of women didn't get names in the Bible, but we'll talk about that when we get to heaven. And, and so, you know, but Isaiah's wife was a prophet as well. And so Isaiah and Isaiah's wife were prophesying during the times like 2020. Only they didn't have all of the things that we have. You know, like, you know, a furnace. You know, lights to turn on. When I think about me complaining about what I'm living through and saying, this is uncomfortable, I want to say, Okay, we're in, the, we're in the Advent story right now. I'm sure Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. Do you have that one, honey? Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, that was one comfortable donkey ride for Mary in the end of her pregnancy. This came from Tanzania, right, Tammy? Tammy brought this back from one of her mission trips, and I love this. You know, I don't know if sometimes she was on the donkey, but if you're, you've ever been pregnant, you wouldn't ride on the donkey the whole time, just so you know. You'd get down and walk, too. (laughs) But let's just say it. It was uncomfortable. It was inconvenient. There was a wicked king, a wicked Herod. They called him Herod the Great. I call him Herod the Horrible. He was looking to kill children under two years old. So, friends, all this message from Isaiah and and the, the baptizer, John, you know, about comforting people and about helping people prepare the way. Let's not say we can't do it during COVID. Don't say when people say, don't try to silver lining it. It's like, really? There is a silver lining. It's called the coming of Christ. The first coming, the second coming, and the coming of Christ in my angry moments, in my sad moments, in my grieving moments, in my wondering what moments like all of these great ones experienced. Comfort, friends. Comfort my people in every way you can. Text them right now. Go ahead. Comfort somebody. Get your phone out. Comfort somebody. Say, I want to give you a tiding of comfort and joy. I want to tell you that Christ loves you. I want to tell you Christ is there for you. I want to tell you Christ is present in this Advent season. Amen, everyone? Yeah, and that your warfare is over if you let Jesus cancel your sins. Because then you are on the right side of history. Then Yahweh's radiant glory will be unveiled, and all humanity will experience it together. Guess what, everyone? They couldn't experience all together then. But now with the world wide webs, it's crazy. Like, we could actually get good tidings out there in the masses. Like, everybody who is your friend, you could friend them on your whatever and send them out good tidings every day. Trust me, it'll help you too. He will care for you as a shepherd tends his flock, gathering the weak lambs, taking them in his arms. He carries them close to his heart and gently leads those 
who have young. All of our friends who you're worried about your kids, I just want to say, Jesus is going to gently lead everybody who has young ones. Jesus is going to gently lead you. Just pull that little Nina up, right? Jesus is going to gently lead. I'm so grateful. He carries us close to his heart. So, friends, what, is, what are we saying here? Isaiah and John teach us to comfort others and be carried ourselves. Because I don't know about you, but I encourage people, and then I'm worn out for like five hours. I need a nap. I have this new spiritual practice. It's called go lay down. And so I have to do that because we have rhythms of encouraging other people and then rhythms of needing to be restored in our own souls desperately because these are difficult times. They were difficult for Isaiah and Isaiah's wife. They were difficult for Mary and Joseph and Jesus. These were difficult times, but the comforter, the comforter is here. I think about when um, we were preparing for our first baby because we only did it for our first one because then we found out it really didn't matter. But for the first one, we bought draft, you know, and we, you guys know what I'm talking about, draft, to wash our clothes and to wash her bed sheets because it said um, that you had to have soft stuff to put against the baby's gentle skin. Right? So we bought the draft. Now they're saying non-biological detergent. Use that for babies. So I have a whole article here. It's like a 15-page article with 55 points of what you need to do before the baby gets here. Then they have books like what to expect when you're expecting. That is just way too much work, isn't it, to prepare like that? Well, no, I want to tell you, friends, there is some preparation so that we can lead people gently, so that we can be carried gently. It's not about draft, but it might be about asking somebody, how are my words these days? How am I, how am I treating people in our house? You know, how, how am I doing when I'm talking to people behind the mask at the grocery store? You know, how am I doing? How am I gentle? Am I comforting others? And then if you're not, say, oh my gosh, maybe I haven't let God carry me much lately. Maybe I got to find some time to be carried. Amen? Amen. So in reflection alone and in your small groups, I want to ask you guys to talk to each other, maybe even right now in your living room. That's a small group, by the way. How are you preparing the way for Christ in you? It's not draft soap, but how are you preparing? And how are you doing it for others? You know, for me right now, I have to tell you, I sometimes um, I get lockjaw using the the internet. It's not easy for me, but I'm doing it because it is my way that I can share comfort and joy with some people. What do you need to repent for? I want to ask that. You know, John, uh, John and, and Isaiah were, and Isaiah's wife were calling us to repentance, you know, not only in their day, but for us. Ask yourself, what do I need to repent for? And don't breeze past this one. What is it in my life that I need to repent for? Who will you comfort with these words? I want you to write down at least three people that you're going to comfort this week. You guys need to carry pens and stuff up here. You'll have to rewatch the message now. Three people that you're going to comfort this week. Three people. Three people that you're going to bring comfort and joy to that are in warfare. They're in warfare, friends. They're in warfare. Some are in warfare because they've never given their lives to Christ. Others are in warfare because they've given their lives to Christ. And they need to remember to be held and carried by Christ. So how is Christ, the good shepherd, carrying you today? So this morning, I'm just going to invite us as we go to pray to take a breath And whether you want to breathe in the name of God, Yahweh, or you want to take the time to repent because you haven't recently, or if nobody's come to your mind to comfort, just say, Holy Spirit, who needs comfort? in my life? How can I connect with them? 
And then let's just lift up the names that have come to your mind and say, oh God, comfort, comfort these people. They need your comfort. Say their names out loud. Oh God, they need comfort. And then say to God, I know it's been a long time since I let you carry me like a good shepherd. I've been fighting my way through this, and I haven't let you carry me. I've been too prideful, or I've been too distracted. There's too much inner noise. Just take a breath because you probably do have too much inner noise. And maybe even receive that image right now of Jesus pulling you close like a shepherd. Holding you in his arms. Carrying you close to his heart. Go ahead. Just let that reality of the scripture come alive in you right now. And if you find yourself to be one of those little lambs that are trying to get out of the arms, just see if you can't trust a little more and lean in. Lean into the heart of God. Lean into the good shepherd. those of you who have young children that you're concerned about right now, just let the heart of God be the soundest, the loudest sound in your ears. Your concern about children and children's children, your students, just lean right into the heart of God. God, may we learn how to prepare the way to have a heart that uh, is held by you. And may we be your people that prepares the hearts of others. God, I'm praying for people all over uh, the world here within the sound of our voices that hearts would come alive, that hearts would come alive to the reality of comfort and joy and good tidings, and a good shepherd. Guide us by your grace. Hold us close so we'll be safe.
So may you be guided by the grace of God. May you be comforted this week by the presence of God. And may you bring the comfort that you have received to those that you love, those that are around you, and those that you can reach into their lives. Be blessed this week. Receive the love that God has overwhelmed each one of us with and go in the power of God, receiving the comfort that can only come from God's presence. Bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Don't forget prayer Monday through Friday. Tomorrow on Mondays at noon. You can get that on Facebook Live or on our website. And then also in the evening, Tuesday through Friday, 5 p.m. We love you guys. Look forward to talking to you and seeing you soon.